Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 160. And in this conversation, I bring on Caitlin, who is a web development specialist here at Builder Funnel. And she began her career in marketing and communications, but ultimately became curious about coding and decided to pursue a career in web development and design. As a front-end developer, she builds out new features on our clients' websites, offers UX and UI recommendations. And if you don't know what that is, we're going to get into that a little bit today. And she also troubleshoots technical issues. Caitlin also oversees our HubSpot CMS migrations here. And today we're going to dive into the world of web accessibility and some important changes that are relevant to all of you if you have a website, which I'm assuming you do have a website at this point since we are here in 2021 now. And that is a critical piece of your marketing function, as well as a lot of people for client delivery and client delight. So this episode will get a little bit technical, but we mostly stay high level. And then we hit you with the really important changes that are coming up here pretty soon and will be important for anyone that has a website. So excited to share this conversation with you. Let's dive right in. Hey, Caitlin, glad to have you here on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting about accessibility today. Yeah, me too. I feel like this one's been sneaking up on some people at this topic. So I think it's important that we kind of dive into it. And I feel like there's a lot here. So hopefully we can kind of condense it for people on like, what are the top things we really need to prioritize urgently? But before we get into the whole web accessibility topic, I guess, tell us a little bit about your background. And, you know, have you always been interested in development and, you know, coding and stuff like that? Sure. So my path to web development wasn't really a straight line. I studied journalism in college. And during my senior year, our journalism program offered an introduction to web development class. So that's where I first kind of got my feet wet in web dev. After college, I ended up getting into marketing. And at my previous jobs, I was always responsible for managing our company's websites. And I just became really curious in wanting to figure out how those sites actually worked and how to manipulate the code beyond what you could do within the bounds of the CMS. So I ended up going back to school to study web development and design. And I love how my marketing background and my web dev training have kind of merged together here at Builder Funnel. And I can use that marketing knowledge in my job as a developer here. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting path. You know, journalism is pretty different from, you know, coding and development. But yes. to, your, to your point, like, that's not a common, you know, overlap in terms of background and everything. And yeah, I mean, I think you see that a lot with just software sometimes where mm-hmm. you get developers that like, they're really good with code. But then if you don't understand the context of who's going to be actually using the end product, then some of that gets lost in translation. Do you... Do you see that happening? Definitely. And I think that's, like I said, you know, being able to pull from my marketing background, I have a better understanding of who's using our product and how it needs to function and perform for them. 
And I think in terms of accessibility, like understanding the types of people who are using your website and what disabilities they may have is so important with accessibility so that you can make sure that you get that right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like with websites, we could go a million different directions. So for today, we're going to kind of focus in on really ADA accessibility and why that's so important, but then also like how it pertains to you know legal and Google and rankings and, and all this fun stuff. So maybe let's just start at the top. How do you how do you actually define it? What is this? So simply put, web accessibility just means that people with disabilities are able to easily navigate and interact with websites, apps, and any other like digital tools or platforms. There are all types of people with disabilities who use the web on a daily basis. And so those digital tools and websites have to be able to accommodate these people. And there are several different types of disabilities that people may experience. So I'll walk through those quickly. People could experience visual disabilities. People who are blind, they might use screen readers. And screen readers are actually devices that read the content on a web page out loud to the user. People who are colorblind may struggle to see content on a website if there isn't high color contrast between your text and the background colors. There are also cognitive, learning, and neurological disabilities. So people with these disabilities, they might struggle to navigate a site that is really complicated or functions outside of the norm of how websites typically function. And they might struggle to understand like a lot of large chunks of text that aren't broken up into sections. There are auditory disabilities. So people with auditory disabilities, they may rely on captions and volume control to view videos on a website. There are physical disabilities. So people with physical disabilities uh, may use hardware or software like a keyboard navigation, a mouth stick, or voice recognition to browse websites. And they might have a hard time clicking on small elements on a website. So that would be like, Social media icons that are really small, those are hard for people with physical disabilities to click on. There are also speech disabilities. So people with speech disabilities, they struggle with websites that only offer one way to contact a business, like a phone number. So it's really important to offer multiple ways to contact your business through email, through a contact form, and then also a phone number for people. And one thing I do want to point out is that web accessibility also benefits people that have temporary or situational disabilities. So people who might be in a situation where their internet connection is not really great at that moment, or people who aren't able to play the audio aloud on their videos because they're sitting you know, in a doctor's office waiting room, or even a person who has a broken arm and just needs assistance for a few months. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely a long a longer list than I was, you know, anticipating, you know, and mm-hmm. I, we've been talking a lot about this, you know, over the last few months here. And it almost feels like, you know, in the physical world, I don't know when it happened, but you know, we went through a wave where I'm sure all of a sudden that's when all the the ramps, you know, started going to place for people with wheelchairs and, you know, all these things in kind of physical spaces, but it, it probably took a turning point. So it, it almost feels like we're hitting a turning point in the digital world now, I guess, you know, from a marketing perspective and people listening, you know, 
remodeling business owners and maybe this feels like like why are we even talking about this so i guess why why are we bringing this up why do we feel like this is important and then contextually to to our audience in residential construction yeah so that's a really great great question i will say that it is sort of momentum in the web world in terms of making sure websites and digital tools are accessible for everyone some of that has to do with actual laws that are being implemented which I'll definitely dive into that. But I would say, first and foremost, this is super important for all business owners, anyone who owns a website or has a website, because it's just the right thing to do, to have an accessible website that everyone can use and access. You know, the internet is a part of our daily lives. We use it for everything from buying groceries to getting medical help to finding a home builder. And everyone really deserves that same access to all of these resources that are available online. But there are also benefits as a business owner to have an accessible website. So accessibility and usability. So usability is kind of a hot term that you might have heard of as well. They really go hand in hand. So the practices you put in place on your website to improve accessibility are also going to improve just overall ease of use for all customers who are using your site. So accessibility standards really benefit all users, not just those who have disability. Also going off the idea of a better user experience, having an accessible site also boosts your SEO. So all of the best practices you implement to improve accessibility are going to improve your SEO. And Google has made it very clear that webs that provide users with a better experience and are meeting accessibility standards are going to be more visible in your search result pages. So that's super important to make sure that you are getting visibility in Google search rankings. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because going back to, you know, I've been in kind of the digital marketing SEO world for about 11 years now. And there's a couple of interesting things. One is Google is always changing. And they're always changing all the little details and everything. But on the flip side, they're always staying the same in that if you think about your SEO strategy, all they care about is getting the user an amazing experience and delivering them the best result as fast as possible. So it's funny, like as you are describing these things, like getting into the weeds of like it's user experience and it's better for everybody and you know it's like oh yeah logically that makes sense and then in google's eyes a site that prioritizes that is going to be more valuable than a site that doesn't because it's faster it's simpler it's easier to use it's all those things and this is just like a big piece of that is that kind of how you see it yes that's exactly right accessibility is one big part of all of the things that Google wants your site to do. And making sure your site is accessible is just going to make Google happier, as well as your users happier as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they tend to go hand in hand. <laughs> I mean, as long as Google still like has that as their focus is, you know, because nobody's going to use the, nobody's going to use Google if it doesn't return sites that are actually functional and have the right information and what you're looking for. And so if you kind of go back to, their intent, it has to be in line with the user. Otherwise, nobody wants to use their browser. There's a bunch of other ones out there that you can you know, use So exactly. uh, or their search engine. Yeah. One more point for business owners about why you should care about accessibility. 
by making your site accessible, you're also going to be able to reach a broader customer base because now more users coming to your site are going to be able to actually navigate and use your site and find the information they're looking for. So just having an accessible website is going to put your company ahead of your competitors whose websites might be harder to navigate for people who have disabilities. So that's a huge benefit. You're able to reach more possible customers by focusing on accessibility. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. You mentioned a little ways back, kind of the legal aspect, like there's some laws coming into place around this. And that's one thing that's prompting all of this discussion, you know, among, you know, um, web developers and, you know, marketers online and everything. So what are kind of some of these high level, you know, laws that are coming into place or what should we be aware of if, you know, our sites aren't accessible right now? Yeah. So the legality of, of all this can get a little bit muddy, if I'm being honest. But under yeah, the, and just a in, disclaimer, this is not legal advice. Like, yes, <laughs> but, but we'll not. dive into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in the US, web accessibility falls under Title Three of the Americans with Disabilities Act. And that basically states that you can't discriminate on the basis of disability in the activities of, a, of public accommodations. So Our court system has basically interpreted that law to include the web as a public accommodation that everyone has a right to access. We have seen a steady increase in the amount of lawsuits. When I say me, or we, I mean the U.S., in the amount of lawsuits in the past years that individuals have brought against website owners for not having a website that's accessible. So if someone tries to access your site, they have a disability and they're not able to use your site because it's not meeting accessibility standards, they can actually sue you for not complying with the ADA. Like I said, this is where it gets a little bit muddy because the ADA doesn't detail exactly how to comply with website accessibility laws and what exactly your website has to have. (laughs) Right. They're still trying to figure out. It basically says your site needs to be accessible, but we don't have exact standards for what that looks like. Luckily, there are some guidelines that have become kind of the standard. So there is an international group that kind of sets standards for the whole web. 
And they've created the Web Content Accessibility Guideline. And this is kind of a recognized set of guidelines for what is accessible. What, what does web accessibility look like? And our courts have kind of recognized this as the working standard for accessibility. So web developers, we rely on that guideline when we're making sure a site is accessible. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And and we can link that up in the show notes too for anybody that wants to kind of take a look at that. You know, I guess in terms of like, if I'm listening to this, I'm just thinking, okay, so there's some changes coming about through the web and I need to pay attention to them. It sounds like there's maybe some lawsuits that are starting to fly around. And so we need to start working through this, making sure our websites are up to the standards. Are there like timelines that we should be shooting for, you know, like for when to get this done, you know, obviously there's a risk component if Mm -hmm. somebody hits your site and they feel so obliged to, you know, be like, hey, this wasn't up to standard. I'm going to, you know, take you to court or whatever. But are there any timelines floating around for like when sites need to be starting to resolve some of these things? So there aren't any hard deadlines or timelines, but from my research, I found that there is a push to have the federal government actually formalize and standardize these web accessibility standards. I think most people are under the assumption that when the federal government does that, they will make that web content accessibility guideline kind of the set requirement to meeting accessibility. So there isn't a hard deadline, but it's the expectation is that this will happen fairly soon that the government will set these standards in place. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like with, with all these things, like it just depends on your risk tolerance and, you know, how much urgency you have behind your own, I guess, initiative there. But generally I've found that like trying to be early on these changes benefits you because you get in faster than your competitors. You start fixing a lot of these things and then you know, when stuff actually does like click into place, then you're not scrambling. You're not going, oh man, here's this deadline and I'm way behind. And you might still discover that you didn't do it all the way. And so then you've just got 10 or 20% more to work on and, and kind of get to the finish line. So that would be my recommendation is just kind of like becoming familiar with this, you know, and we'll drop some links as additional material, but then starting to to be proactive around it. Yeah, yeah I think you make a really good point. You know, web accessibility, it's not something that, it's not like one big project that you can just tackle and be done with it. There are pieces, components that you can obviously get out of the way, but your website's always changing and evolving. So you do really have to stay on top of it. And it's important to, you know, every six months or every year, go to your site, do a web accessibility check, make sure that you're still meeting those standards. So it's something that, has to continually be worked on. So definitely trying to get ahead of it now is going to put you above your competitors and it's easier to stay on top of as your site evolves. Yeah. And Caitlin, if somebody's listening to this and they're going, okay, that sounds great. How do I check to see if my site is, uh, is compliant or where the, where the gaps are? Is there an easy way to do that? Or is there kind of a process around that? Yeah, so there are a ton of great free resources and tools online that you can run your website through to check for accessibility, or you can check your color contrast, your heading structure on your pages, things like that. So definitely Google web accessibility tools or resources and use some of those free sites that are available. 
One tool that I really like is called Wave. You can find it at wave.webaim.org. And you enter your site's URL and it basically flags any accessibilities on your web pages. And you can go through one by one and see exactly what you're being flagged for and how to correct those issues. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's an easy you know, action item from this conversation is just go drop your site in a tool like that and see what comes back, you know, and then mm-hmm. you'll kind of, you'll have a starting point. And you kind of mentioned it's not like a one one project and you're done. If somebody ran their site through something like that and they're like, great, I know everything and they kind of fixed everything. Why is it something that you would have to keep going back to like every six months or a year, like you mentioned? So it could be things like, you know, every time you add an image, you need to make sure that you also have alt text for your images. Or every time you create a new page, that page has to have a page title. And I think sometimes just in the process, those small changes, small best practices can kind of slip through the cracks. So just running your site through some of these tools can flag those little issues that maybe were overlooked in the process of adding new pages or updating content on your site. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And we see that so often, you know, it's like, like you said, websites are evolving, they're always being worked on if you're using them properly for, you know, marketing, like you're adding blogs, you're adding pages, Mm -hmm. you're adding photo galleries, like you're doing all these things. And so, yeah, you think, oh, it's just throwing some text or throwing some photos up, but there's a lot more nuance to those steps, like labeling the images for somebody that maybe can't see images. Mm-hmm. And so they can, but they can read images if there's some description there and, and things like that. So I think that's a, a great point. So we've been working on some things this year, kind of unrelated to this, but also related to this now incorporating, you know, these kinds of components, I guess. And I know you've been a big part of that. So maybe you can just share a little bit of what we've been working on this year to kind of help solve some of these things that are coming down the pipeline. Sure. So here at Builder Funnel, you know, we're always trying to stay on top of any new guidelines or standards that come out around accessibility. When we do any work on our clients' sites, we're making sure that we're implementing those best practices, like including alt tags and page titles. We recently launched a masterclass, a UX masterclass that includes a section specifically about web accessibility. So definitely check that out if you want to dig deeper into this topic. And then we also offer web accessibility audits. So we can review your site and help get your site up to the appropriate standards if you're not meeting them currently. That's awesome. And yeah, if you want to check out that class that Caitlin just mentioned, you can just go to builderfunnelacademy.com slash join, start a free trial, and then you'll get access to that course. And you could watch it during the 14-day trial and cancel if you want. But once you get in there, you'll probably want to stick around. But that class is available in there. Caitlin, what have we not talked about this topic that you want to make sure we, we get across to everyone listening? I think we've really hit on the big points. I will just stress again that, you know, it, it can be easy to think like, well, that that's not really the clientele that I serve. I don't, you know, work with users who maybe have disabilities, but don't forget that there are a lot of different types of disabilities. There are temporary disabilities. And by accommodating all of, you know, everyone with any sort of disability, you're just broadening your customer base. So that's a huge benefit for you and for your business. So definitely take this seriously. Use use the free tools that are online and 
try to make, even if it's just small changes here and there on your site, try to implement those as best as you can. Yeah, I think that's good advice. And I mean, even for me, I've been in this, I would say next to it, not deep in the weeds like you have been. That list that you rattled off right at the beginning of all all the different... I mean, I didn't know about a lot of those. And mm-hmm. so, I, yeah, I think that shows you that if you're kind of trying to solve for all of those things, you're you're broadening the scope of um, who you can help and who you can serve in your your business. Well, Caitlin, thanks for sharing your your thoughts and your expertise on this topic. If you're a listener of the show, you know we're going to end with our fast five. So I'm going to hit you with five rapid fire questions and just say whatever comes to mind. Favorite business book and why? Okay. I'm going to cheat a little bit. So this is a personal growth book rather than a business book, but I recently read Atomic Habits. I don't know who the author is off the top of my head. It's clear. Yeah. Okay. And I loved this book because it gave like really concrete tools for how to set goals and build habits, which I think a lot of like books around habits skip out on. So I loved that. It was just like small takeaways that you could implement immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Who is the most inspirational person in your life? Okay. Also going to cheat on this question. So I'm a military spouse and I'm going to say that I'm always, always inspired and amazed by our military spouse community and other military spouses just for being like so resilient and adaptable and dedicated to the cause. And I'm just, like I said, always inspired by this group. Very cool. Very cool. All right. If you could have one superpower, what would that be? I'm really torn here. So I think teleportation because we travel to see family a lot. So it would be amazing to just teleport all over the place and not have to deal with long travel days and jet lag. But I would also say the ability to be fluent in like every language because Mm -hmm. that would make traveling and interacting with people just amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I know it's tough to choose just one. It's like can can we just do some super superpower stacking or something, <laughs> you know, like pick 3. All right, describe yourself in 3 words. Okay, I would say dependable, structured, and genuine. Right on. All right, final question, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Kind of just repeating what I said earlier, like all of this can feel super overwhelming in terms of accessibility and making sure your site is accessible. And you might be thinking like, where do I even start with this? But keep in mind, it's an ongoing process. So you can make little changes here and there and then kind of tackle the bigger problems when you're ready. And just always remember that your site's going to evolve. The internet's always evolving. And so there are tons of resources out there to help you with this. And of course, our team here at Builder Funnel is happy to help as well. Yeah, good advice. Put one foot in front of the other and just keep repeating that stuff. So. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Kaylin, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right, guys. Hopefully you enjoyed that conversation and at least got some really good takeaways from it. As you guys know, I was like to pull out a couple of things so you can take some direct action after listening to, you know, 20 to 40 minute podcast and get some value out of it and then actually turn it into something that will benefit your business. So first recommendation is go check out the show notes. Those are over on our site over at builderfunnel.com. And we're linking up some of the tools that Caitlin mentioned and also some of those guidelines. And so really my my main takeaway and action item is go over to the show notes, go to those tools. We're going to drop three links 
One of them is around the fundamentals of accessibility. One is the guidelines. And then that last one is that WAVE web accessibility evaluation tool, which is how you can do a quick checkup on your site and see how you're doing. After you do that, if you have questions, highly recommend you reach out to our team or just ask your web developer or whoever it is. But obviously, this is something we're paying a lot of attention to right now and trying to solve for this because it's it's probably going to be one of those things where Google will start dinging websites. We've seen that over the years with different SEO changes. You know, the one of the last big ones that we saw was the the mobile piece where if you didn't have a mobile friendly site, then you were starting to get dinged. Then if you don't have a mobile first site, then that's starting to hurt you. And then this looks like it could be one of those things. Obviously, we we don't know. We don't have the crystal ball, but it does seem like a big shift as far as we can tell. So highly recommend you check out, hit up those links and you always know where to find us. And with that, I'll see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.